Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think sometimes we forget that wrestling is populated with humans. Think of all the stupid stuff you have to do at your place of work because Steve from accounts is an asshole. It ruins your day and this exact same fallout stretches to the world of sports entertainment too. That's why I'm Simon Miller. Welcome to What Culture Wrestling. And this is 10 Dumb Reasons Why Wrestlers had to apologize to other wrestlers. Number 10, The Miz and Eating Chicken. This is one of those stories that thankfully wouldn't happen today, or at least I don't think. Personally, I believe that to be for the best. But if you were a wrestling fan when The Miz had just started with WWE, you may have been in for a right surprise when you went to use the loo and stood right there in front of you was a future world champion. And why was he in there? Because yes, he had eaten some chicken over referee Scott Armstrong's bag, which apparently was a big no-no. When Chris Benoit found out about this, he threw him out the locker room for good. And the first question is, do we really think Miz did this on purpose? I highly doubt it. It took six months before The Undertaker noticed what was going on and asked Miz why he wasn't getting changed with the boys. And after the awesome one explained, he was told to say sorry, and he was welcome back. And I get there's got to be rules and etiquette in all walks of life, but kicking someone out to the toilet seems slightly harsh. I do, however, very much like the idea of Miz having to say, I'm sorry for eating chicken over your bag. It doesn't really make any sense. Number nine, Matt Stryker talks too much. Fair play to Matt Stryker. He has admitted during interviews that when he's nervous, he does tend to over talk. That's just how he deals with his anxiety of meeting new people. Unfortunately, one of these individuals at one stage of his life was JBL and Bradshaw decided it was too much. The punishment? Wrestler's Court. Feeling like he would rather not do this, Stryker went to Shane Helms for advice. The Hurricane suggested he apologize and then give a load of alcohol and gifts to JBL, The Undertaker, and Booker T. And for some reason, Matt didn't do this. That made the situation even worse, meaning so far, Stryker hadn't really done anything, but was getting in deep. Things exploded when Bradshaw called Stryker down from his hotel room and told him to meet him in the bar, and apparently it was there where Matt had enough, so he stood up for himself. I guess JBL was impressed with his moxie because that was that. The situation was dead. Number 8, Muhammad Hassan no-sells Sergeant Slaughter. It is back to Wrestler's Court next, which, as I'm sure you've guessed, will be a recurring theme. Let's jump in a time machine and go back to 2005, though, where on the 31st of January episode of Raw, Muhammad Hassan beat Sergeant Slaughter. It didn't last more than three minutes. It was mostly a squash. I don't think any fans took much notice. Due to some folk backstage not particularly liking Hassan's push, though, they decided this was disrespectful to the veteran and wasn't on. They grabbed Muhammad and put him in front of the court and told him he had to say sorry to Sarge and admit he was being arrogant. So yes, WWE told him to have this match. He had the match, 
and he still got his ass handed to him. I've no idea what Hassan thought during all of this because again, in hindsight, his choices would have been ignore Vince McMahon or go through this ordeal again. This is why the wrestling used to be stupid. Number seven, the Hardy Boys sat in first class. The 29th of June, 1999. The Hardy Boys had just won their first set of WWF tag team titles on a Raw that was going to be airing on the 5th of July. Matt and Jeff, you would assume, were pretty made up and hopped on a flight with Michael Hayes, who was associated with them at the time. Given how great this all was, Hayes invited them to sit in first class, even though they had seats in coach. The problem was, this magical first-class seat was meant for Kane. As always, Glenn Jacobs was apparently very polite about this, but when news got out to the rest of the roster, it was decided that the Hardys now think they're big shots and must be destroyed. They decreed that Matt and Jeff must say sorry to the Big Red Machine, buy him dinner, and only then would this be forgotten. So if you want to catch up as well, two young wrestlers sat in a seat they were asked to sit in, said sorry when they realized their error, were told not to worry about it, and then had to go through it all again again when other people found out. Okay. Number six, Matt Hardy and getting choked out. Matt Hardy returns once again and we move forward to 2008. Hardy was in Europe at the time and as has been widely reported, during these trips there was a lot of madness. As such, Matt and Eve Torres started to play fight and by accident, Eve got a black eye. Matt apologized but it was too late and feeling somewhat embarrassed, Torres took a drunken Hardy and applied a rear naked choke until he passed out. Can you imagine turning around and seeing that? Eve talked about this on the MMA Hour in 2014 and was very repentant for her actions. And as ever, Matt was teased about this, especially as Torres was an interviewer at the time. Because of that, Hardy had to say sorry again. A lot of these stories are really wild. Number five, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins over text. A recent story in terms of getting out there onto the internet, we now go to 2009. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins were backstage at a house show with the main event seeing Triple H battle Vladimir Kozlov. Around halfway through, both Ryder and Hawkins whipped out their phones and that set everybody off. They were told in no uncertain terms by The Undertaker that they shouldn't be doing this and they should be watching the match. Taker also said they had to apologize to Triple H and Kozlov and as Ryder explained, explained on his true Long Island story show, it was especially difficult with Vladimir because he couldn't understand what the problem was. Or in short, he didn't care. Zack also said the game didn't really give a hoot about this either, but there were ramifications for it. Soon after, Hawkins and Ryder were split up as a team, and as Matt Cardona would go on to speculate, he doesn't think this was coincidence and may have been part of their punishment. Number four, Mick Foley goes to a theme park. Mick Foley loves himself a roller coaster. In the late 90s, Mick was riding the roads with Al Snow and Hardcore Holly, and after convincing Holly to ditch his own rental car because Foley and Snow said they'd pick him up, Hardcore agreed. This was a mistake. Because after Bob was stranded at a terminal for hours and forced to rent his own vehicle, he was pissed. The problem was, whereas Holly thought they were meeting at the airport, Mick thought they were meeting at the coasters, but still, the deed had been done. Snow was worried the heat would fall on him because he was new through the door, but being the good human that he was, Foley ensure he said sorry to the right people. And this one does make sense. Even though the hardcore legend was enjoying himself at a theme park, Bob Holly didn't know that, so it did seem like he'd been ditched. Thankfully, this one ended there. They sorted it and they moved on. Number three, Goldust doesn't drink. Anytime The Undertaker does an out-of-character interview, we all lose our minds. It's still quite novel given that he didn't do them for 30 years, so getting to hear his thoughts on the business is just fascinating. This was the same when he appeared on Ariel Hawani's show in 2020. A particular story that caught people's attention was when it came to Dustin Rhodes. He had just re-signed with the company as Goldust in the mid-90s when he joined Ron Simmons, Bradshaw, and others at the bar. Simmons himself was new to the WWF, so was buying drinks 
drinks for everybody, which is why he wasn't best pleased when he saw Rhodes tossing the shots over his shoulder rather than drinking them. This was deemed unacceptable, and as Taker recalled, Goldust had to be taken to task for that with an apology to the dead man and a ban from going to any clubs or bars until the powers that be decided that he could. Again, there is some logic here. He was essentially throwing somebody else's money away, but I would guess a quick conversation could have sorted it. Number two, Edge and Christian make friends with creative. Back to Bob Holly now, because it turns out one of his biggest pet peeves was young wrestlers befriending the WWF creative team. So in 2000, when Edge and Christian did just that with head writer Brian Gewurz and even gave him some action figures as a gift, well, the end was nigh. Simply put, the rest of the roster thought this was them buttering up with the right people, and it wasn't long before Edge and Christian were pulled in front of wrestlers' court. They tried to explain that Brian was just their buddy, but that wasn't going to work. So again, the Canadian had to buy some Jack Daniels for The Undertaker, a crate of beer for JBL, and some protein powder for Bob. We know all about this because Holly wrote about it in his book. So remember this, the next time you meet someone you like, it may go bad quick. Number one, the Divas lose at dodgeball. This one is nuts. For one reason or another, WWE set up a game of dodgeball between the established Divas and the Diva Search hopefuls at SummerSlam 2004. Rather than work it, they were told to play a real game, and when the newcomers won, the veterans felt like it had made them look foolish. Nope, I don't get that either. I'm pretty sure anybody is able to lose a game of dodgeball. Ivory was installed as a defendant of this situation, and because she looked at life normally, made the point that it didn't matter who won, because this had nothing to do with wrestling. Wrestlers court disagreed and apologies had to be made i mean that is just really weird i can't think of another way to put it hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.